Eagles football is back at the NovaCare Complex, and we welcome you in to Eagles 360 on this Tuesday here in South Philadelphia. Dave Spadaro and Chris McPherson on a BEA beautiful day. Eagles back on the practice field. Good to see everybody knocking off the rust, getting ready for the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. A big matchup in the desert. Two teams, both 5-1. and one. In fact, if you go back to the long-storied history between these two teams, they have never had this good a record entering this matchup this late in the season. This is arguably two of the best teams in the conference, both playing outstanding football at this point yeah, in the year. It should Dave. be a great one. We're looking forward to that. Got a lot to get to before we get to Sunday. First things first, Eagles getting some good news today on the injury front. And for that, we throw it out to Bo Wolf, our Eagles 360 update, presented by Sports Authority. Well, it was a day of getting back to work at the NovaCare Complex here on Tuesday as the Eagles returned to practice here at the NovaCare Complex after last week's bye week, and they got a lot of healthy bodies back here on the practice field. It wasn't a padded practice, but there were plenty of returning players like Darren Sproles, who was injured a couple weeks ago, like Jason Kelsey, like Evan Mathis, who didn't practice today, but will practice on Wednesday, said head coach Chip Kelly. And we talked to a few of those returning players, Sproles and Kelsey specifically, about what it was like to get back into the action. Obviously, I wasn't full participant. I was just kind of out there moving around. Um, I'm still hesitant to put a date on it, even if Mathis isn't. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, all we're, all I'm all we're really focused on this week is being prepared for Arizona and making sure that we have the game plan down for that. We got our hands full. Yeah, Darren's out there. He's moving around. He looks real good. But, you know, it's just, you know, it's how he feels. You know, no one knows how he feels but him. So, you know, we just got to, you know, hope for the best. Like, when you play this game, your goal is to, to play. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it takes for you to play. That's what I'm all about. Quarterback Nick Foles' feelings towards Darren Sproles were made clear if you watch that mic'd up segment against the Giants. He very much values his little running back teammate, and Foles talked about what it would mean to get Sproles back and what it will mean once he gets that offensive line back intact. It's great. Uh, it, was, it, it didn't look good. I was right there when it happened. It didn't look good, but he's a resilient guy, and he, he's very he's taken some hits in his career, and uh, he's, it was great to have him back out there. He's recovering fast. On that play, you, I know Kelsey wasn't able to do much out there, but just to see him, you know, back yeah, just to see him out there, see Mathis out there, um, just getting guys back is is always great. Getting them healthy, um, they've been approaching every single day since they've been injured uh, with great uh, work and recovery, and it's showing because they're getting out here fast. That is your 360 update presented by Sports Authority. Tomorrow, we look forward to hearing from offensive coordinator Pat Shermer and defensive coordinator Bill Davis. It's great that the offensive line is closer to coming together, and later on in the show, I'll talk to one of the key pieces of that offensive line, a right tackle Lane Johnson one-on-one, but our next in-studio interview is a head coach himself, Dave. Yeah, Chip Kelly stopping by for his Tuesday one-on-one, -on -one, and he's got some updates for us. How did some of those injured Eagles look in practice? We'll find out when Eagles 360 returns. SEPTA is the way to get to games. I love taking the subway down there because I feel like I'm, you know, with all fans. Everybody's got their gear on. People are chanting and cheering on the train before you even get to the station. There's a sense of camaraderie because Philly loves their sports teams. It's really fun. It's Philadelphia. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apple, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 
123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. A life is more than a heartbeat. It's more than what you see on a CAT scan or echocardiogram. And although we see some of the most rare and complicated heart conditions and continue to advance the frontiers of heart care every day, we never forget what we're really looking at. Thomas Jefferson University Hospitals. When I was a little kid, I thought riding SEPTA was just the coolest thing. I thought, I'm on this big piece of metal blazing down these tracks. There's people ringing bells above me. There's honking going on. There's trees flying by. It's fantastic. We welcome you into the studio. Dave Spadaro joined by head coach Chip Kelly. The Eagles back at work training session today. Everybody excited after the bye week. And coach, uh, everybody really uh, excited to see Darren Sproles on the field, Michael Kendricks, Jason Kelsey, all those guys. Chris Polk, uh, what can you tell us about how they performed out there? They look good. Um, what's the next step in their in their just we weekly four process? Four more days of training, and today's a light day for us, so we'll see. We won't know anything until later on in the week. For them to get back out there, it seems uh, it's a lot of energy in the building. I mean, not just because of them being out there, but just coming back from the bye week, a lot I of energy. I just think all our, our guys are excited to play football. They're excited to train football, so they get a chance to get back out in the field. They got a break. You know, for us, it happened at the midway point in the season. We played. Ten games so far, four preseason, six regular season, and it's kind of the halfway point for us. And they were excited to be back out in the field. Arizona Cardinals five and one. What have you seen studying that team? Very good team. Great personnel. You know, obviously offensively, Carson Palmer is back playing very, very high level right now. He's got some outstanding receivers and Larry Fitzgerald and Floyd. Um, you throw the young rookie John Brown in there, who's a real speedster and, and can do a lot of different things. They got an outstanding running back in Andre Ellington. A um, couple really good tight ends. The old line's playing well. You know, they, they, they do a lot of different things offensively. Um, Bruce is known as an offensive, uh, you know, kind of a mind and does a really good job with them. And then defensively, they're very talented. Two outstanding corners in Patrick Peterson and Cromarty. Uh, Dan Williams is as good a nose guard as there is in the league. Uh, they're playing really well at the linebacker with a Rackpo on, on the outside and, and uh, Acho on the outside. And then Larry Foote's doing a really good job. And they play in a lot of different packages. On giving you a lot of different looks, so it's it's going to be there's there's a reason they're five and one. They're a talented team. It's going to be a heck of a game. Carson Palmer had some injuries early. That nerve probably looked. This, did he look as good as he did pre-injury? Yeah, well, he looked really good in the, in this last game against Oakland. So I I don't know what he did from a rehab standpoint, but he looked really sharp. What what kind of challenge is it to have Fitzgerald and and Floyd and Brown and Andre Ellington kind of does it all? What kind of challenges that they got a lot you? of weapons, you know, and you just can't focus in on one because they have so many weapons. So. You know, you, you got to be sound in, every, in, in your approach from a defensive standpoint when you attack these guys. Chip, uh, one of the players I want to talk about here, D'Amico Ryans, one of your veteran leaders, um, played hurt on Sunday, two Sundays ago against the, Gi the Giants. Uh, never complains, always on the field. And the way the players speak about him, it's with such respect, almost a reverence. Can you talk about what he brings to you on and off yeah, the field? Yeah, obviously he's a tremendous football player, a great leader. I would argue that he didn't play hurt because if he was hurt, we wouldn't have played him. So he was healthy and ready to go. Um, does a does a great job in terms of getting our defense lined up. He makes all the calls for us. Um, is a real student of the game. Always puts us in the right situation. 
he's a tough physical football player and I think everybody in the locker room just respects him because not only his approach to the game but the way he lives it every single day and then the way he comes to work every single day and the professionalism that he shows in, in, uh, in what he does and, and uh, he's always studying tape he's always on top of things he does a great job with the younger guys um, really kind of coaching them in our defense and uh, you know he's, he's a guy that everybody in this organization looks up to you run across many guys like that in your coaching career no he's one of the real special guys you know that that's just everything you want in a football player both on and off the field and that's what you're looking for Trent Cole interesting story uh, one of the most prolific sackers in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles eight years with his hand in the ground has made the transition here to the stand-up linebacker position why what's he done so well to, to be so productive I just think it's the same Trent that everybody's seen he's very relentless in terms of his p pursuit of whether it be the ball carrier or the quarterback, he's, he's physical, and he's always been a physical football player. Um, the difference is he's just doing it from a two-point stance now as opposed to a three-point stance, but another just football player that you, you love to see run around. You love to see the passion that, and the energy that Trent plays with. I'm on that theme, and I'm going to go to the offensive side here with, with uh, Brent Selleck. You've talked about him and his selflessness, and it really does seem to permeate through the locker room that approach to the to the to the day every every day. Yeah, you know, Brent's another guy that, that just does everything you ask in a that you ask him to do on a daily basis as a football player. You know, he isn't really concerned with the overall statistics. Uh, doesn't care if he has a catch or has a great block. He just wants to contribute to the victory and um, you know has really set a tone for for a lot of guys in this program in terms of his approach. Chip, it's a road game on Sunday, Arizona. Tough team, tough venue. A lot of Eagles fans going to be on the road once again supporting the football team. What does it matter? What does it mean to this team to have? so much green and white in the stands. On yeah, you get excited anytime you see Eagles fans, no matter where we go, and we've always got a great reception. And, you know, in the two years I've been here, every time we've got a chance to play a road game, the, the fans have come out um, in those areas to support us. And it's, it's an awesome feeling when you go into a stadium and you hear people chanting about the Eagles. Well, we welcome you back from the bye week. We thank you for joining us in studio here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time we can't be there, please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. Score a free Dunkin' Donuts medium hot or iced coffee the day after an Eagles win with the Dunkin' Mobile app. Eagles win? You win. Go Eagles! America runs on Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more area youth get in the game through the Touchdowns for Kids program. For every Philadelphia Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports, bringing new equipment and resources to youth sports organizations in need throughout the greater Philadelphia region. When you get away from smartphones and video games and tablets, it's amazing what you can really plug into. This season, shop the brands you love, plus thousands of items on sale now. Sports Authority, all things sporting good. For a limited time, stop by your local McDonald's and go for two. 
with your favorite large soft drink in an Eagles player's cup and large shaken flavor fries, including flavors of Zesty Ranch, Spicy Buffalo, and Garlic Parmesan for only $3.49. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Price and participation may vary while supplies last. We welcome you back to Eagles 360. Certainly not too early to start talking and thinking about fantasy football for this week in the NFL. And a lot of things happening after some big trades. Percy Harvin gets moved, a bunch of injuries. And Chris, uh, what about Bryce Brown surfacing in Buffalo? Bryce Brown surfacing in Buffalo. Yes, sure enough. C.J. Spiller fractures his collarbone, so Bryce Brown likely adds to the mix. But is he someone that you should add to your fantasy roster? Coming up now is our fantasy spin with Bo Wolf and Joe Dolan from FantasyGuru.com. Back from the bye, it's Bo Wolf and Joe Dolan for your fantasy spin, as we do every week here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Joe, of course, the managing editor of FantasyGuru.com. And Joe, let's talk about the matchup for the Eagles this week, coming off that bye, going out to Arizona against the first-place Cardinals, a very good defense, but a defense that, like last year, is vulnerable against tight ends. Is Zach Ertz a big player for you this week? Yeah, absolutely, Bo. He had the two touchdowns against the Cardinals last year. Uh, He actually had 68 yards in that game, which was his season high during the regular season. And I'll tell you what, Zach Ertz, I think, really had the bounce-back game against the Giants a couple weeks ago that we needed to see from him to start putting him back in our lineups. And I just thought it was a a matter of Nick Foles and Zach Ertz getting on the same page. We saw Foles with some inaccurate throws in previous weeks, but Ertz also was dropping a pass here and there uh, against the Rams, you might make that example. But I think this is a great week for them to continue what they started last week against the Giants. Zach Ertz in a league that's been really, really tough for tight ends for fantasy especially this past week. I am excited to put him back in my lineup this week. Big trade in the NFL last week. Percy Harvin going from the Seahawks to the Jets. Like you, Percy Harvin, a little bit of a distraction in the locker room, but he gets it done on the field when it matters. What do you make of the trade for both sides, for the Seahawks and the Jets? Well, when it comes to Percy Harvin, if I have Percy Harvin, I'm probably excited about this move because the way I look at it is he wasn't doing anything anyway. You know, he averaged six yards a catch on 22 catches this year. That's not, that is really not getting it done. He averaged fewer yards per catch than Darren Sproles has per rush. So he really wasn't doing a whole lot for the Seattle Seahawks. And if you watched Russell Wilson this week against the Rams, even in a loss, he had a monster game. So I didn't think the trade hurt Russell Wilson at all. But for Percy Harvin, I think if he gets force-fed the ball in New York, which is more is more possible than it was in Seattle, I think it's going to work out for both sides for fantasy. It reeks of a desperation move for the Jets for me, but ultimately I think this is a pretty good move for both sides for fantasy purposes. You mentioned the Seahawks lost to the Rams. A big surprise, but a big surprise in the Rams' backfield as well. Zach Stacy. No carries on the field for one snap, I believe. Benny Cunningham, who we thought was the number two guy, had a receiving touchdown, but he wasn't the main guy. It was the rookie, Trey Mason, for the first time getting carries, and he was the bell cow all day. How much do you buy him moving forward? I'm buying him big time, Bo, because this was a lot like the Ram team that we saw last season when they were winning games at the end of the year. And what they did was they limited their quarterback – They made him throw accurate, quick throws. Austin Davis did a very good job in this game against Seattle. They played with defense, and this was really the first good defensive performance from the St. Louis Rams this year. They got after Russell Wilson. They had the trick play on special teams that worked for them. They really made a lot of plays defensively, and they controlled the clock with the running game. 
Here's the difference from last year. Trey Mason, to me, is just a much more talented back than Zach Stacy. And the Rams are realizing that if they're going to win games, if Jeff Fisher, let's say it, is going to save his job, they're going to have to start winning tough games. They were 1-4. and four. Well, they come in, they beat the Seahawks at home. That's an impressive resume-building win. And Trey Mason is their best back when it comes to running the ball. I think he is going to be the bell cow going forward. And, yeah, Benny Cunningham's going to be out there on third downs and in passing situations because he can protect. But I want to take this opportunity to kind of use this as a lesson when it comes to a back like Zach Stacy, an under-talented back who gets this perceived volume, this label of a volume back before the season. These guys never seem to live up to their draft status. If you drafted Zach Stacy in the second round, you're dropping a guy this week who you expected to be a 250-275 carry guy who just lost his job to somebody who's a lot more talented. When, whenever that opportunity comes up in future years, just remember to pass on a guy like that and take a wide receiver instead because it just never works out for guys like Zach Stacy in the long run. All right, well, another running back situation in flux up in Buffalo. A crazy win for him this week, but they lost both Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller for a little bit of time. Our old friend Bryce Brown in the mix, as is Anthony Dixon. Who's the one to own? Well, I'm going to pick up Bryce Brown because I'm a gambler, and I'm always going to gamble on talent. But as you know, the Philadelphia Eagles traded Bryce Brown because he had some struggles with the playbook. He never really played to a consistent level. But we did see with Bryce Brown when he was filling in for LaShawn McCoy a couple years ago the kind of talent that can really carry your fantasy team. We saw him with some huge games, with some big runs. He has really, really amazing straight line explosion. And I would think the Buffalo Bills are going to use this opportunity to get him a significant number of touches. But I do want to give you one piece of advice. Don't expect Bryce Brown to be a world beater. And if the Bills expect Fred Jackson to only be out a couple weeks with his groin injury, I wonder if they'll go with Anthony Dixon just because they can stay the course a little bit more. They went to Kyle Orton a few weeks ago because they thought he was the safer option at quarterback. That turned out to be the right move. The Bills are 4-3. and three. They're going to be competing for a playoff spot in an AFC that looks pretty soft to me. I wonder if they just feel Anthony Dixon is the safer stay the course option. But if they really want to gamble, they will go with Bryce Brown because he has monster upside. And I think Bryce Brown is going to be the guy in the long run that you want to own in this backfield. All right, well, uh, a bunch of running backs we've talked about on the waiver wire this week. If you've sort of been saving your free agent budget or if you've got high waiver priority, are you using it all on, on Mason? Are you going for Brown? Are you going for Dixon? How do you spread it out? I would put my top priority on Trey Mason because I think this really well mirrors what the Rams did last year when they – when Zach Stacy emerged, I think Mason is going to be able to emerge in a similar role. So he'd be my number one, Brown number two, and Dixon number three. I would take a shot on all of them if I need running back help, but that's my personal order as we stand right now. Well, he is the man with all the information. Joe Dolan of FantasyGuru.com. Follow him on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan, and we will see you next week right here on the Fantasy Spin. And it all works for the Eagles' tight ends down the field. If it works at the line of scrimmage, Chris, you had an opportunity to sit with Lane Johnson, who is back very much so in the swing of things along the offensive line. Yes, the Eagles win over the Giants. The Eagles had their best rushing performance of the season, and a big reason for that was the return of Lane Johnson. And after this break on Eagles 360, I go one-on-one with the Eagles' right tackle. In the locker room, we are all the same. Win or lose, we get what we need to come back for more. 
Gatorade Recover, 20 grams of pro caliber protein in the locker rooms of the pros, now in yours. At Lincoln Financial, we believe you're the boss of your life, the chief life officer. In charge of creating memories, planning futures, and keeping promises. Ask your financial advisor how Lincoln Financial can help you take charge of your future. Life, income, retirement, group benefits, and advice. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome inside the studio here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I'm pleased to be joined by starting right tackle Lane Johnson. And Lane, what did you do with your bye week? Because you just had a month off yeah, to start I, the season. Um, I stayed around here for a few days, and I made a trip to Vermont uh, pretty random, but I went up there with the family for a few days and hung out and then came back. So what was it like a couple weeks ago? You make your return against the St. Louis Rams, very talented defensive line. What was that like for you getting your first action back on the field? Uh, it was awkward, um, you know, just not having the practice reps, um, you know, with the team and stuff like that. So it felt weird just having, you know, a few days of practice and hitting the field. So it was pretty awkward, but I uh, made the best of it and uh, felt a lot more comfortable this past week did against you, the Giants. Did you rely on your athleticism? You think more than anything else against in that Rams yeah, game? Yeah, I mean – Playing, playing a position this long, I mean, uh, you kind of know what to do. It's just sometimes when you haven't been doing it as much, you kind of get rusty. So what was the biggest difference going from, usually say from night and day, I'm going to say from day because the Rams game was in the afternoon, to that primetime showdown against the Giants? Uh, I felt comfortable, more comfortable against the Giants. Um, you know, having played them last year, so kind of knowing some of the guys uh, that I'm going against. Um, felt comfortable, and uh, I knew we had a good scheme going in, and, uh, you know, felt, felt good. What did it mean for you that not only did you have a go against Matthias Kiwanuka, who's been a very good veteran in the league for a long time, but the Giants seemed so frustrated with Jason Pierre-Paul not being able to get any pass rush, they moved him over to your side and still not able to get to Nick Foles at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, just next next guy up. I mean, that's, that's what they're going to do if they can't get any pressure. So I imagine to see it, you know, probably even more uh, coming up in, uh, in these next few games. But, uh, you know, it felt good. I felt good in my technique, and I feel strong. How tough was it to see LaShawn McCoy have the struggles that he had in the first month of the season? Uh, it was tough. You know, obviously with Kelsey and Evan out, it's a big part of our offensive line. Um, so, I mean, that, that played a factor in it. But, um, you know, uh, it was tough to watch just knowing, you know, I couldn't be a part of it. But um, now I think we're starting to pick things back up and uh, things are looking better. McCoy said one of the reasons he was glad that you're back in action is because he knows how to follow your blocks. Uh, Can you explain from the offensive tackle standpoint what that means? Uh, just sometimes inside zone, he's going to follow my block. Um, usually either cut behind me or go front side. So, 
usually he's reading the backside tackles blocks on, on some of those inside zones. Is there a chemistry thing though, or just knowing how you block and just yeah. having that familiarity? Yeah, I mean, just repetition, repetition over and over. He's so used to, you know, I guess my style and what I want to do, so he knows kind of, uh, you know, where to go with the football. So what is it going to mean that in the next couple of weeks that you're going to get Kelsey back in the mix, Evan Mathis will return soon enough that you'll finally have that starting offensive line that you had all throughout the 2013 season. It'll be good, you know, Evan's a pro bowler. I think Kels, uh, you know, is another top center. Um, you know, last year uh, we did really well, and I think, you know, this year we can do even better with those guys. Um, just know the offense more and uh, be more uh, uh, compact. What do you recall about last year's matchup with Arizona? Um, it, it was a good game. Uh, we knew they have a good secondary, so, um, and, uh, you know, I think, um, we ran the ball pretty effectively last year uh, with them, uh, you know, against them. So, something we're going to try to do uh, again this year. What makes them so good? They're number one in the league in run defense. Obviously, yeah. you guys are coming off your best game from a run yeah. standpoint. Yeah. What makes them so tough to go against in that standpoint? Um, they did have Clayus Campbell in there, uh, number 93, big long guy who's pretty disruptive there in the, in the middle. Um, and as far as Darnell Dockett, he's out too. But another guy that was really, really a big contributor. But. Uh, they're just sound on the defense. They got some big bodies up there, and uh, they do a good job of maintaining their gaps. Last question for you, Lane, is what's the biggest thing that you want to improve upon in the second half of the season? You came into the year saying you want to dominate. Now that you're back in the mix, now that you're finally, you know, got your feet wet, you're back on the field, what are the things you want to improve so you can take that next step? Um, you know, I felt uh, well, this past game is probably my most dominant game I've had. I felt comfortable. And Overall, I just, you're going back, going back to your rookie season yeah, included? Yeah, I mean, just I just felt comfortable. Uh, I felt confident. And whenever I'm confident and, you know, I feel I can play with anybody. So, um, you know, try to keep that going, just maintain consistency. So that's probably the biggest, biggest thing, just being consistent. Lane Johnson, starting right tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you very much for joining us in studio on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. SEPTA is the way to get to games. I love taking the subway down there because I feel like I'm, you know, with all fans. Everybody's got their gear on. People are chanting and cheering on the train before you even get to the station. There's a sense of camaraderie because Philly loves their sports teams. It's really fun. It's Philadelphia. An Eagles fan! When the Eagles win, you win. Score a free Dunkin' Donuts medium hot or iced coffee the day after an Eagles win with the Dunkin' Mobile app. Eagles win, you win. America runs on Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more area youth get in the game through the Touchdowns for Kids program. For every Philadelphia Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports, bringing new equipment and resources to youth sports organizations in need throughout the greater Philadelphia region. A life is more than a heartbeat. It's more than what you see on a CAT scan or echocardiogram. And although we see some of the most rare and complicated heart conditions and continue to advance the frontiers of heart care every day, we never forget what we're really looking at. Thomas Jefferson University Hospitals. When I was a little kid, I thought riding SEPTA was just the coolest thing. I thought, I'm on this big piece of metal blazing down these tracks. There's people ringing bells above me. There's honking going on. There's trees flying by. It's fantastic. Xbox One is giving you the chance to play with a pro 
Enter to win a brand new Xbox One console and play a game of Madden NFL 2015 against Eagles cornerback Brandon Boykin at the NovaCare Complex. Enter today at PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Xbox. Sweepstakes are open to residents of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. Well, the Eagles and the Cardinals have certainly had some memorable games over the seasons. Back when the Cardinals were in Phoenix and in the NFC East before your time, Chris. Not quite before my time. Uh, but, uh, but still, there were some great ones, and there was another great one. Back in 2002, Donovan McNabb playing on a broken ankle. That game, and certainly a play within that game, the subject of this week's Old School All-22 with Dan Klecko. What's up, Eagles fans? I'm Dan Klecko, and welcome back into the Old School All-22, Week 8. This week, Arizona Cardinals, team that just missed the playoffs last year. But we're going to take a look back to the broken ankle game with Donovan McNabb just to show you how tough he was and what a player he was back in the day. We want to see this. So we're going to take a look back at one of the plays from that game. The Eagles entered week 11 of the 2002 season at 6-3 with plans for the playoffs and beyond. Those plans were altered, however, when on the third play against Arizona, Adrian Wilson and LeVar Woods sacked McNabb on third and three, causing a fumble that led to an Arizona touchdown and injuring his right leg in the process. McNabb sat in the pocket, immobile for the remainder of the game, and limping his way to 255 yards and four touchdowns. It was his final TD, though, that not only exhibited number five's toughness, but the grit of some of his teammates as well. All right, so this isn't so much about coverages or routes. That's not really what this is about. Though we'll go into it a little bit, this is more about looking at Donovan, watching him in the pocket, seeing how, how much it struggled just for him to get into his drop and realizing how tough he was here. But the thing we look at also, we'll get to in the end zone copy, is these guys right here, these five guys that stepped up. This guy right here, his running back. Let's see how tough this is right here. As Donovan drops back, once again, it's cover one. As you can see, man-to-man, -man, safety in the middle of the field right here. No one's open. As you look, who do you want Donovan to throw the ball to? All right, so as you see, as Deuce Staley comes off this wheel route, covered. Linebacker's got him, does a great job. But watch Deuce and how tough he is right here. He uncovers. He sees his quarterback in trouble. He's going to come back to him. Donovan throws it. And watch this. Watch this fight. I, a lot of this, you know, I think was for Donovan McNabb. Look at this right here. This just shows you how much the Eagles were growing as a team in these seasons and becoming, really, like we said before, one of the great teams of the 2000s. Watch this right here. Look at this pocket. We always talk about that, right? Look at this pocket right here. Look at that. Look at how clean Donovan is right there. And as you want to see, John's got his guy rolled all the way out to the right. Donovan's got plenty of time to look. And as we said before, Deuce comes back to him. Let's just watch that one more time. Just look at how much this team stepped up for him. They can barely move. And watch them. Deuce just fights to get in that end zone. That's pretty awesome. And it's, it's a lot of fun to watch and remember those teams. So tomorrow the Eagles will get into full pads and we'll have a better sense of where Sproles and Kendricks and Polk and Kelsey are as they look potentially for some of them to play on Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. It would be great to have some of them back. Yes, certainly against the Arizona defense. You would love to have Polk and Sproles back in the mix, the number one rushing defense in the entire league. So it certainly would help to have those two back on the field in action. And it's a big day on Wednesday at the NovaCare Complex. We hope you're with us every step of the way. Coordinators Bill Davis and Pat Shermer meet the media before practice and then after practice. Running back LaShawn McCoy, is he all the way back? We'll find out just how he feels coming off the bye week after practice on Wednesday. And, of course, Eagles 360 returns at 5 o'clock. 
We know that you'll join us then. For Chris McPherson, I'm Dave Spadaro. We thank you for joining us today on Eagles 360. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.